Hello and welcome back to Holding Space Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy. In today's episode, I sit down with my first couple for the podcast, Elle and Jared Rowley. They are the CEO and CFO of Solly Baby Wraps. We talk about how they met and how they made the decision to join forces in business with each other and how they make it work in the home and in business. I'm so excited to share them with all of you in our conversation, so let's get to it. You're listening to Holding Space Podcast with Dr. Cassidy Freitas, licensed marriage and family therapist. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, let's jump in. So I am sitting here with Elle and Jared Rowley of Solly Baby Wraps in their headquarters. Elle and Jared, thank you so much for taking the time and sitting down with me. You're my first couple that I've had on the podcast, which is so fun. Oh, thank you for having us. Very excited. I'm used to sitting with couples because of the work that I do, but this is the first time I had a chance to get an actual real-life couple to be mic'd up and (laughs) sharing, sharing their story with me. So I really want to jump in and talk about, you know, the business and how the two of you working together, how do you guys make that work? But let's start off with your love story or origin story. How did you guys meet? And tell me about the beginning. Um, this is always fun to talk about. <laughs> it feels like it was so long ago. We've been married... We, is it going to be 12 or 13 years this year? We're 11 this year? right now. This so it'll be 12, 12 years mm-hmm. this October. But we actually were both two like broke um, college kids <laughs> in Utah. And um, what was funny is we kept running into each other in the halls at school. We didn't have any classes together. I knew that we had like some mutual friends. I don't know if I knew it at first. But we kept running into each other so frequently that it kind of got awkward. Like, like <laughs> we both knew the other one we weren't following each other, but it just, um, we just kept running into each other. It was getting funny. And I remember one day though, I feel like it was maybe the first time that I saw you. I had like the distinct thought. It was just so out of the blue and out of nowhere. Mm. I had the distinct thought, I can marry that guy. Like <laughs> so bizarre. I don't think I'd ever had that thought about anyone before. And then we just kept running into each other and that made that, I don't know. It was like, I didn't dwell on that but I didn't forget it either mm. and then then what happened we got well yeah we kept seeing each other and then we had some friends that would go down to Mexico on uh, to like help out at an orphanage yeah. yeah and uh, so we went down with them to that Not without knowing yeah. that the other one was there and then at the meetup place down in San Diego I was there uh, and Elle came driving up and I remember him on his skateboard. Yeah. It was actually in front of like a Mormon temple. We're both Mormon. Uh-huh. It's like, and I was like, who? Oh, he came. I was so excited. <laughs> oh, we forgot though. The first time that we got, that we were introduced by mutual friends at school, I said, and oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm Al. And he said, um, my name's Rad. And I was like, Rad? Like R A D? <laughs> he said, uh, yeah. And I said, what's your real name? Like, I'm not going to call I'm you I'm not Rad. buying this. And he goes, Jared. And I said, can I call you Jared? And he said, 
you can call me rad. And I was like so taken aback. <laughs> like, who is this guy? And it was, it's funny because he was like literally the nicest guy. Yes. And still is. But that like threw me off like, ooh, he's also like, I don't know. It was All right, so Jared, funny. tell us a story. What What's up with rad? It was, so we had a friend. Uh, we had a friend, a common friend, and I knew that that was our common friend. And kind of all of her friends knew me by Rad. And so that was... Actually, most people didn't call me that. It's just all of her friends called me Rad. And so I was like, ah, I better just keep with that to keep it, you know, yeah, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Yeah. Yeah. There's still some ambiguity here. But There's still okay. some ambiguity of, like, what drove that. That's a yeah. pretty cool name, though. Now that I, I well, might well, go let's, by that. Let's contextualize this. How old were both of you? Well, I was 21. Uh-huh. And yeah. you were... 23 yeah so we're both like I mean we're babies yeah but then so we're in Mexico and the organization that we came with which is organized by other college students um they like forgot the we're supposed to be painting an orphanage and they forgot the paint <laughs> yeah and so we got there and we're like we just hung out there every day and it went for a few days and it was super sweet and you know yeah. because and I saw how good yes. he was with all the kids there and we like I've never laughed so much in my life. It we was just laughed so fun. for three days. And it was just a big group of us. But um, we came back and it was like we just couldn't stop hanging out. You know that mm-hmm. feeling where it's just like yeah. almost compulsive. Like yeah. we just became such good friends. And um, then we both became extras on a Disney movie. Yeah. Wait, what? It was. <laughs> we were bums. We, we were. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Extras on Halloween Town 4. You not probably, one, not you probably saw us in Yeah, you might know oh, us. So. Yeah, I think, you know what? <laughs> you know, when I first met you, Al, I was like, I know I have seen this face Star before. Uh-huh. And I was a little starstruck. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, trying to put it in context. I'm like, it was definitely <laughs> Halloween Town 4. four. <laughs> that is for sure what for it was. Sure. Oh my gosh. Mm. It's just, it's all coming back. To yeah. Me. Well, and, it, and I'm sure some people think they know us from Solly Baby, yeah. but I'm like, but that's are you not, sure that's it's not, not Halloween Well, town. sometimes I look at Jared and I think I know him from Parenthood, but... Yeah. Okay, that's, that, that's definitely... <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's definitely number one. You look just like Joel. 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 Yeah. I feel like I need to. It's hard go to not look at you him. and to be like, "Wait, is he Joel or is it Jared? <laughs> or is it Rad?" Now it's yeah, Rad. Yeah, it's Rad. It's I rad. I have to tell you this: that Priscilla <laughs> on our team, she um, her daughter, I guess, goes to uh, school with Joel from Parenthood's child, and she saw him like the first time she saw him oh in a big assembly. Oh my gosh! She no said, way. "Why is Jared?" at my daughter's school. Why is he here? And I was like, I bet that's like the first time that that guy. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And Jared was like, yes, finally, someone yeah, thought no, he was no, 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 Joel from Parenthood was like, I know I always get mixed up with this guy that was in Halloween Rad. Town 4. <laughs> I think that's what got him the role yeah, in Parenthood I think it is. they I think thought it, it was me. Yeah, no doubt. Cute boy, cute boy number two. Four. Yeah. I was cute boy number four. Oh my cute boy gosh. number four. Is that anyway. really what it was in the credits? That was, yeah. yeah. And what were you? And what were you? I was a vampire. Oh, and you my were a cute okay, girl number one. You know what yeah. I did though is I kept they kept putting me, sending me to wardrobe, and they would put me in like the worst outfits. <laughs> and so I started dressing myself for the part, and I wanted to see if I could get past wardrobe every day yeah. without them noticing yes. that I didn't, yes. you know, wear their stuff. Yeah. And then they kept putting me at the front of all the scenes because of my clothes. Uh, and I was like, okay, <laughs> you're like you guys. 
Yeah. This is a. So I, I feel like styling. I was, yeah, I was a pretty stellar vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so then, then like oh we literally got married like three months later. Yeah. yeah. Met yeah. to married in six months. Wow. Engaged a month and a half. And then married. We, yeah, we were engaged for just a month and a half before wow. we got married. Yeah. So, yeah, and it was it was funny because my I come from um, a single parent home, and I just thought I would have all of these fears around marriage and just all of it. And it was just the easiest choice I've ever made. It was just like such a delight that that was one area of life that was like <laughs> way <laughs> less challenging yeah. than I thought marriage of course has is like ups and downs yes. but it was just like but the choice yeah. of who I'm going to do this with yeah I just yeah. knew it his like very core he's just mm. good and that was really mm. I don't know just made it easy so mm. do you feel like you guys share similar values yeah it's funny I remember so going back to the the dating I remember we used to go uh, I had a truck and we'd drive up into the mountains all the time. That was like our favorite date. We had one time where we, this little side story, you can edit it out. I love <laughs> side stories. <laughs> Give me all the side stories. Um, so we were on a date and we were watching Lost all the time, the show. Mm-hmm. And I asked Ellen, I said, do you want to go get lost tonight and just, you know, relax? And and she's like, yeah. And so I start driving. I drive up the canyon into the mountains and we're... Like we're, two hours yeah, later. Yeah, we're, wow. we're on this dirt roadway in the middle like of legit nowhere. Like lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Ellen was asked me, she said, I thought we were going to go watch Lost Night. And I was like, no. Like, when I'm going to the movies yeah. and hit Blockbuster. <laughs> I was like, no, I meant let's go just like get lost and somewhere and see if we can find our way back. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. It was fun too. So would, but, you, would you say that in terms of values, that the two of you share a value of adventure? Yeah. And just like kind of going off and, and trying to figure it out with each other? Oh, yeah, definitely. But the thing, the, the initial thought with that was that we were up in a canyon one day and we were laying on a park bench. I, we still remember the one we went up and hung mm-hmm. out at it later with all of our kids. And um, we were both laying there just talking about like, we weren't even engaged at this time, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about life and all the things that uh, we wanted to do in life. And, and, uh, and they were so in line and it was so fun because it wasn't just ambition. Mm-hmm. It was also, you know, centered around just good things, wanting to do good in the world and wanting to uh, mm-hmm. fill your life with relationships and love and just beautiful things. And um, but it also was, you know, we wanted to do, we wanted to do things, mm-hmm. and it was cool to mm-hmm. to have that have that so aligned, yeah. yeah. To have both of those things align, yeah. With each other. So. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about, so you guys got married, talk to me a little bit about Solly Baby and how the two of you decided, did did what, did what one of you, I, I, I don't yeah. think I know the history, so tell me a little more about the history yeah. and about how the two of you then ended up in this together. This is your story. Um, well, Jared was in school still, so I'd finished my degree and had, um, was pregnant with our second baby. And you have a degree in... 
English literature, English literature. and, and yes. communication. So yes. a little bit of the marketing, but um, but not much. I feel like the storytelling has been more helpful than the communications. But I was, but I'd applied and gotten accepted to a master's degree program at the University of Utah in education. Like yeah. I just decided I want to study that. And instead, um, as I was there, like six months pregnant, meeting with professors, I was like, maybe this isn't like the most ideal time <laughs> for this. Uh-huh. And it only seemed natural that instead yeah. I start a business instead. So we had a real financial need at the time. Like I think I was just super aware of that, having a second baby. And Jared at the time was still finishing his undergrad and was looking to like do a JD MBA and just years of yeah. more school. And I thought I would really love to have something that just kind of sets us up in a little bit better spot instead of just endless years of student debt. And so which I was I can very much relate to <laughs> my personal, <laughs> personal, <laughs> personal level, but that's another story for another. We still got some debt, but <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> And so, um, anyway, I uh, just got really curious yeah. about starting a business, and um, and when I made the first route for Solomon, really just instantly fell in love with the experience mm-hmm. of it. Just, I remember taking the first walk with him outside and taking Lucy to a play date and feeling like, I can do it all today. Mm-hmm. Like, it just gave me so much confidence as a mom. You felt empowered. Yeah, and so um, really then as my friends just like felt the rap and I made raps for them, they were like, I never used another rap. And they were like, this is so much better than any rap that's out there. And yeah. I, I really honestly like stumbled onto that part of it. And um, and so then we went to L.A., got fabric, and I bought a serger on Craigslist for 50 bucks, turned our house upside down, <laughs> sold them on Etsy, went to like handmade shows, didn't sell anything. And then I started working with bloggers and really things Mm -hmm. took off, but it was years into it then Mm -hmm. until Jared, um, he really, I mean, you can speak for yourself on this one, but it, it, I remember you just saying like, I, I don't want this to all be on you. If I jump into, this is always going to be your business. And so I don't want to like add the pressure there. Because I kept saying, hey, do you want to, like, work? He was taking a break in between his undergrad and grad school, and he said, and he was working with other startups. And so I was trying to get him to come on board. No. In that time, though, I um, I shouldn't say that I was doing it all because it just never... I, yeah. I, really, I really lacked the confidence at the time mm-hmm. to really have the vision for what it could be. I had glimpses of it, but I just didn't have the confidence or that I felt like I, I just had such a level of, um, of, of uh, I, I just didn't know how yeah. to run a business. I knew nothing yeah. about it. And Jared has such an entrepreneurial spirit. His whole family does. And that exposure to that and his confidence in me really was like, until I could get my own, I, it was so fundamental. Mm. Um, and you saw that. You saw that that was something that he had and he could bring into this work. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, though, then the decision of, okay, are we going to be partners in life and partners in business yeah. was was something that you guys had to be really thoughtful and intentional about. Yeah. Yeah, it's harder than the decision to get married. It's yeah. funny to hear these stories yeah. one after another. Yeah, because that was a tough. You're like, choice. oh, that was the easiest decision, and it was like yeah. this. Like, I know for a fact this is my partner in life, and then it's like partner in business. Okay, do we? Is this something yeah. else that we're gonna throw into this? Yeah. Totally. And two kids by then. We're living with his um, parents, and and I really like. 
I, I had such a tough learning curve in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I was just not even the person that I wanted to be. Then I was still figuring out how to be a mom and the mom that I wanted to be, the wife I wanted to be, and all of these moves and transitions and him then at that time deciding he wanted to either take a big break and not do law school or MBA or just, you know, it was just like the whole plan left. (laughs) And, um, And so I just, I really struggled with anxiety then and felt such a high level of stress that, um, I'm sure that too, you were like, I don't know if I want to get into this like this. I don't know if this should be like the life direction for the family. (laughs) No, I think, well, uh, to your credit during that time, it was a very different time than it is now. It wasn't so easy. You know, all the starting a website was not so easy at setting up all the shipping, all the, all the platforms that they have now weren't around then. Mm -hmm. And so Ellen would go to the post office every, uh, you know, every time it was a couple times a week, she would go to the post office and she had all the kids, you know, cause I would be off at my thing and she'd take all the kids in, put the labels on and ship these off by hand, every one of them. And, uh, it was, it was a, a labor of love. It was really admirable. And, um, What's the emotion that's coming up for you right now when you reflect on that? Um, I, I admire people that when they push hard through mm-hmm. things and, and, uh, and take chances and risk, kind of like you were talking about before, we both admire adventure and that's a common thing that we have and not, not only in the sense of going out and getting lost or, but also in the sense of going out and, uh, seeing something that that you want done in the world and in life and and doing it and I respect Ellen for for being willing to go out and uh do something so hard and not uh not back down from it and and just keep going and so you know what's so interesting of what just happened is Elle you were sharing how you were like I was so I was not confident. I was. I had anxiety, and mm. I had this thought of like, does he even really want to step into this? Because this is a, you know, this is a mess or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then, and then to turn to you, Jared, and to see that like that emotion and that admiration for what she was doing. Yeah. And that maybe she didn't even see in herself at that time, but oh, you. Yeah. I mean, it's very. It's just. I mean, if people that are listening could see your face right now. <sighs> and hers <laughs> like mm-hmm. that just this admiration for what she was doing and and that you that you saw that and and, and Elle you were saying it's like I needed him to almost like bring in that confidence and yeah, yeah. that's what that's what's been so cool about um our marriage and and I think it took us a while to discover that and but there's always been elements of it but I feel like as we've discovered it we've been able to utilize it better and really uh push it is that uh both of us are always there for each other and for giving each other that strength uh, when we're having a hard time and we see each other's potential i think and we both believe it um we both believe what can be um and so it's been very empowering for me and I feel like for Ellen, too, that we both uh, see that in each other and encourage it. And mm-hmm. uh, we've been able to do a lot, of, a lot of things because of that. 
One of the coolest things about relationship is how much healing can actually happen in relationship mm-hmm. to be to be fully seen because mm-hmm. in marriage, mm-hmm. I, I think some may argue it's the most vulnerable experience mm-hmm. because you are really with somebody in yeah. that space and they mm-hmm. see all of you, right? Yeah. And But to be fully seen and fully loved, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much healing that can happen in that and so much empowerment when yeah. you can turn to somebody and say, you think I can do this? Mm-hmm. And for them to say, I see all of you yeah, and I do. Oh, yeah, that's so powerful. So powerful. How, what have been some of the hard conversations that the two of you have had to have and negotiating your roles both in family life and in business? Oh, man, I think that then when Jared did um, make the leap into the business, well, first of all, we saw incredible growth right then and we knew mm-hmm. like, like that was, was the next step this was the next step totally but that doesn't mean that that making that transition wasn't really challenging for both mm-hmm. of us what was what was hard about it uh when I got in the the struggle of I think was like Ellen was saying she she had already made a lot of the mistakes and learned from them and so it's hard to then let someone else come in. Uh, so I was, I was doing, I took over the shipping and, um, and I would make all the packages in our garage, just sit there with glue and uh, make all the boxes. And, and, uh, but it was hard for her because she had already learned from the mistakes. And so to watch mm-hmm. me make them again, mm-hmm. it's like, no, why are you, we don't need to go through this again. <laughs> but I didn't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... You had to go through Yeah, that. and that's something that's really hard to do in a business, but also just, you know, when you hire an employee, but also in life or with your kids is to... Oh, with parenting, that's Yeah, exactly, piece. to to recognize what helped you get where you are mm-hmm. and to allow the other person, whether it's your kid, your spouse, or an employee, whatever it is, to make those same mistakes and to be forgiving with it. Yeah, I mean, really, to give them the grace. To, yeah, exactly. To do it. That's I mean, exactly right. I think right. I feel like this is this is relatable in so many different areas of life. There's a term out there in parenting. Um, there's a term thrown around that they call maternal gatekeeping, which um, sometimes gets in the way of dads being able to connect right Mm -hmm. and like create their own relationships with the kids with their kids because because maybe mom has she's she's done a lot and she's like learned through her mistakes right Mm -hmm. like what's the right way to hold the baby like that's going to keep them from Mm -hmm. crying when they have little you know gas bubbles in their tummy (laughs) and then hand over to dad and dad's trying to figure that out and sometimes couples will express it feels like I can't it's like she can do it right, so why not just have her do it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm not ever. I'm getting the feedback that I that I'm not doing it right, mm-hmm. you know. And then then dads will withdraw, you know, and then they don't get the chance to connect. But also, then mom doesn't yeah. get the chance to have her partner there with her, yeah. right? And then or feeling like it is all on me. Um, and so we all explore with couples what are ways in which we can give the space to sort of learn mm-hmm. just like just like you had to learn. So it sounds like this is something that showed up for the two of you also in business with yeah. each other. That mm-hmm. you had you had learned through your mistakes, but Jared, you had to also yep. make the mistakes <laughs> to learn from them, you yeah. know, and and learn them for yourself. 
Definitely, and it took a little bit before we realized that that's what was happening, happening. and so it was hard for the adjustment because I just felt attacked, mm -hmm. and she just felt like I was ruining the business, <laughs> <laughs> everything, that, everything she had worked so hard for. No, I just, I it just, actually it's hard to even like remember mm -hmm. what yeah. I was really feeling yeah, at the time, true. but I think I just felt... Um, I think I wanted you to, I think I wanted you to come in and like save me. It was mm -hmm. a very, like, I yeah. still was having my own learning curves, of course, at the same time. And so as you were having yours. And so I think I wanted you to just come in and know how to do everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you did it, it scared it me. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, well, no, I can't be the one to know, you know, but then it was like, it's, it's hilarious that so much of that was ever like shipping and processing orders and taking payments <laughs> and stuff like that because now we're like although it's like a super valuable part yeah. of the business is like definitely not yeah like either yeah. of our skills sets lie and that's like one of the easier things to outsource <laughs> yeah. So. yeah but then I, I do feel like there was a turning point where we both just gave each other the space mm. in our own realms we defined we defined our realms mm -hmm. of like this is where I work this is where you work in the business mm -hmm. and then we just gave each other the space to totally mess it up mm. and to totally succeed and to have each other's backs either way yeah so so I'm you know there's we are inundated with messages every day it's like it's like the smog we breathe in sometimes around like gender and like gender discourses what it mm -hmm. means to be a woman what it means to be a wife what it means to be a man what it means to be a husband I'm curious for the two of you how do you guys negotiate just like those sort of like gender roles or how do the two of you mm -hmm. decide who's going to be doing what does does gender discourses come into play there do you really try to break those or, 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 or not, or I'm curious to hear about this piece of gender. Mm, I, do you want to take it? Okay. okay. Well, I have a few thoughts on it. One, um, I feel like a lot of it has just been necessity. Um, mm -hmm. so I don't feel like gender roles have really been part of the discussion mm -hmm. like well mm -hmm. I'm the man I need to be doing this or right. you're yeah I don't feel like that's been a big part of the discussion but it's been interesting how things have popped up there there's one time there was a comment someone had said something about me uh on there which is funny because I'm very much in the background yeah. of the business people yeah. don't know that and they but but what was hurtful about it was uh, the person said, "What what's the husband doing? Mm. What's what's he doing while she runs the business and every, does everything with the family? He just goes surfing every day. And it was really wow. hurtful because um, that wasn't at all what I was doing, but to feel like... Also, like, hit a vulnerability too, yeah, it right? Is. And, and I feel like <laughs> oh, if the yeah. general, you know, to feel like um, people thought I wasn't providing that, you, you know, I don't think that that's how it's supposed to be, but to feel like... I was just like being completely absent in all realms. It was it was hurtful. I could unpack this all day long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is because okay, I need to. <laughs> I, I could just like run with this, but um, what? So L, you are in many ways the face of this mm -hmm. brand, right? And you are a woman boss powerhouse in so many ways. Jared doing so many of the pieces behind the scenes mm -hmm. from the business. But 
but people have there's this discomfort almost mm-hmm. because these things are so ingrained in our society mm-hmm. expectations of if we see a woman up in the front and she's the face that why isn't he what is he doing right mm-hmm. and like there's yeah. just like I just think that these um, gender like these socialized gender norms they they hurt women but they also hurt men yeah right like totally. it's both and I have an episode that's gonna come the day after Father's Day which by the time this posts it will already <laughs> so it's already up um, uh, about um, about men's mental health and just how some of the these societal expectations um, you know that are rooted in patriarchy they hurt women but they also hurt men mm-hmm. and I think that there's many ways in which I could unpack just yeah. that comment and how you experienced it yeah. and why and all this, but I think it's connected. But what was interesting with it, though, I mean, you're you're asking about the you had talked a little bit about uh, mother. What what did you yeah. call it? Motherhood. Oh, maternal gatekeeping. Maternal gatekeeping. Yeah, and I one of the, my favorite parts of the biz, of having this business, something that I've really enjoyed about it is. So we split time, or we used to split time back and forth. I would work one day, or and I would work another day, or we'd do half days. It's mm-hmm. looked very different all, a lot of the different times. But what has been consistent is I've had exclusive time with the kids mm-hmm. where I am able to learn how to be with them. So yeah, there's no, there's no babysitting um, in our house that's like, there's time with dad and there's time with mom where I think often that can feel like that. Mm -hmm. Like the dad is, uh, you know, out of the home so much of the time, which, you know, to each his own, but, uh, it's been really nice that your time has been different with him. Yeah. I, I love that. That's been a second order value. I guess Uh, that's been a a separate thing that I didn't anticipate with when we got into the business together is that I would be able to be so much more connected with my kids, which is what I always wanted, but I just thought, you know, you know, I envisioned this certain life yeah. and uh, thought that that's how I would have to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this business has afforded me the time to be able to be with them as well as go after uh, business goals that I had. But it's really cool because that confidence has uh, with the kids has branched over into things that aren't necessarily like with at nighttime uh, because I felt more comfortable with the kids uh, Ellen when she had Hazel we s- separated it where I'm in charge of all the older kids when they wake mm-hmm. up and she's with the baby mm-hmm. so that she can get as much sleep as possible and I am with the kids mm-hmm. whenever they wake up yeah, it's, it's interesting how much we actually haven't really talked about what the roles are. Yeah, it's never yeah. been part of the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but just organically kind of looked at, yes. hey, this is all that needs to get done in our household. Yeah. Now, how? what's the most natural way for us to for divide us it? to divide it and to negotiate it and then yeah. make it happen and do yeah. it. One of the things that you said, Jared, was, you know, there was this idea of, like, what I have to do. and But then you began to realize... I don't, it doesn't have to look like this one thing. It can look like this other thing. And I think mm-hmm. there are so, I see it in my office every day, couples that come in and both, you know, in different ways may have come into marriage and into their lives with these ideas of what it should look like and what it has to look like. And 
and then tr- and then struggling because that's not necessarily what actually aligns mm-hmm. with how they want to be living or mm-hmm. with what their values are. Um, but those discourses are so strong of what mm-hmm. we should or have to be doing. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like the two of you have been able to, in the context of your lives together and in business with each other, been able to, okay, let's look at what has to be done. How are we going to make this work? And how are we going to support each other in the way in which we're going to make this work? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure it's not just perfectly, like, right. perfectly no. seamlessly it's a constant done. Negotiation a constant of that. negotiation. It's, it's always yes. changing as our kids' ages yeah. are changing. And now, <clears throat> this is the first time where we've had consistent childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, our youngest is 18 months now, and I really like spending that first year yeah. um, with them as much as possible and continued, but um, it just changes a little yeah. bit for me yeah. as they get older. And, and so now we're able to, like, work side by side and uh, just... It's now a different negotiation. Yeah. 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 We love it. It's, it works well for us overall. Yeah. I think, that, I think that what has allowed for that mentally is uh, we're both pretty flexible. We have an ideal of a loving family, mm-hmm. and how we arrive at that is up for yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever mm-hmm. works for, uh, for what we're doing or... It, it might look different. Yeah, it might look yeah. different than we would envisioned it at first. And a lot of times, it takes going down that road for a minute mm. to feel the friction. Um, and then we're like, <clears throat> then we realize this is not working for us. What do we need to change to achieve that ultimate goal of a loving family? Yeah, I love this. It's almost like your compass. Your I I love to talk about values as like a compass and like your compass is your compass is set to loving family Mm -hmm. and sometimes you uh, will go down a path but what you're also embracing is like flexibility Mm -hmm. and like the option to say this isn't working yeah and that's okay yeah we tried Mm -hmm. this let's re let's look back at our compass (laughs) at like loving family and let's see where this takes us next so what I'm hearing is a sort of intentionality in identifying what is overall very important to both of you Mm -hmm. but also embracing flexibility and being okay to renegotiate when you do feel the friction that maybe indicates to you something's rubbing up against our values in a way right here that doesn't feel right and Mm -hmm. we're okay with saying acknowledging that and saying what's what can we do here to to shift yeah even um Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was like a year ago I was just joking with him about this yesterday that I didn't really understand like the organizational structure of a business (laughs) and I knew that like I knew I I know that I'm CEO of Solly Baby and like I've had to write that on tax forms and stuff you're like Um, I know it to be true yes I know it to be true and I love like yes I know I lead the company in a lot of different ways, but Jared and I, like our relationship with the business is very much, um, like we're 50, 50 and we have a very like peer based relationship. And even with our employees is like much more peer based than a lot of structures. But, um, but it was, it was called to my attention by someone recently that like CFO isn't like on an actual structure, like next to CEO, and Jared's a CFO, and I was like, you know, we're just like right there, like holding hands, you know, you, you and me, right like, there. Like, oh, that's actually below a CEO. <laughs> like they're above all of those other positions, and I was like, oh, I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. And then I also thought, 
and it doesn't matter. That it doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> because <laughs> you guys are choosing, you're choosing how to structure it, yeah. right? Exactly. Again, this another example of like how out there there's all these ideas of what things are supposed to look like. Right. And it's so easy though to get trapped in that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and those yeah. are those are really sticky ideas. But it sounds like the two of you say, Okay, I hear that, but what we're choosing, yeah, <laughs> how we're choosing to structure this is going to look like this. Yeah. I think I think that what's really hard with that sometimes, and, and what we've talked about with it is, it's really hard when you don't have an example mm-hmm. or the, to oh, yeah. to get a vision mm-hmm. of what you're wanting, yeah. and where you don't have a vision of what it looks like, it's hard to go in that direction. Right. And so sometimes we flounder and are kind of back all the time. You know, yeah. there's always some aspect of our life where we're tweaking and correcting, but. Um, and it and so I think that that's the hardest part sometimes is to get the vision of what it should look like to yeah. get to that it's point. It's liberating and yeah. it's also terrifying like, yeah, and confusing. Yeah, confusing. Yeah. Like, that's exactly. It's, right. it's a windy road. It's like what's, what, there's there's no strong roadmap, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so similarly, I love this metaphor of like you guys got getting lost. You know, it's like yeah. let's just let's just go up the mountain. And I don't quite, there's no map here. Yeah. And, and L thinks you guys are going to the movies. <laughs> just going out into the wilderness <laughs> this is a great metaphor, a metaphor for yeah. your relationship <laughs> and for the business right like there's no strong map necessarily for how to do this um which is both like you said liberating because look at this like expansive space and we get to like create the map mm-hmm. but it's also like well shoot it'd be really helpful if, like <laughs> there was at least like some like guideposts yeah. um yeah, so I could see how it could be both and there. Yep. Totally. <laughs> both overwhelming and terrifying and liberating. So can you guys share with us, you know, because I know marriage isn't perfect and you both have referenced it, right, multiple times, like it's a constant negotiation. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us just an example of something that has been a struggle for the two of you? It's so funny because the last few years, I don't want it to be, yeah. like, painted yeah. too rosy but it's like we have found su- it, there we still have struggles but I don't I feel like our even the framework what that we mm. use to view them like it's we don't really identify mm. them that way and we've really worked out so many of the bugs of like how we discuss things and how we approach each other there's so much peace around it mm. that it really like it's um it doesn't they are struggles, but it just doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. So when I look like further back in our history, I mean, the biggest struggle for sure was when I was, had like crippling anxiety and you were, had just changed your whole life plan mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out your place in this business. And I was not giving you the grace or space that you needed for that. Like that felt like mm-hmm. struggle that because the neither of us were showing up in mm-hmm. the way that we Mm. wanted to maybe you were no, I don't know I wasn't. I wasn't I wasn't and I love what you said in another time in a uh, she said that uh, on a post I think an Instagram mm-hmm. post that what changed or our our marriage really started to flourish when we gave each other space or well stop trying to change mm. each other and mm-hmm. just love each other yeah mm-hmm. and just try to make yeah. ourselves the best yeah we can it's kind of like 
parenting too. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I can't change you. Oh Full acceptance of that, which like with kids, I think yeah. that that's a constant. You know, I need those reminders. No, there, there's more an element so. of radical yeah. acceptance that comes with just like okay. You are a separate being from me. Yeah. And I'm not here to program you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And but and there's also this element and, and by by accepting that and acknowledging that, you're able to actually soften into each other, right? Mm-hmm. But also what allows the softening is the empathy. Mm-hmm. The being able to be like, okay, let me let me let me shift and look to see from my partner's perspective of what what's going on for them. Like what's mm-hmm. their context here? Like what are their, what's their emotional experience here? Same thing with yeah. as a parent, right? Like totally. when, when the minute we're able to do that with our kids, like I know for myself, I'm just thinking about this morning, <laughs> like yeah. the minute that I was able to like take a breath and see, okay, my son right now feels like everything's moving way too fast mm-hmm. this morning. Like he just wants love and connection. Like yeah. he's not mm-hmm. trying, he's not trying to make this morning hard. He's not trying to like <laughs> yeah. make me late to this. Yeah. You know, like he's just... <laughs> wanting to connect the minute I'm able to do that I'm able to soften into him and that actually makes things go so much more smoothly and actually faster it sounds like for what you were what you're both sharing is in the very beginning it was hard to see where the other person was coming from you know Mm -hmm. in that transition but the minute that you were able to slow down and see gosh okay he's just having to make the same mistakes I did to learn for himself about this process and to learn and to get his footing. He also just made this huge, big life change, right? So mm-hmm. also she has been in this for a while, right? And has been make, has, has made mistakes and has grown and learned, but is also in a space where she needs support. So how the minute you're able to sort of see it from the, the partner's perspective and have invite in the empathy, you're able to soften into that with each other, which mm-hmm. brings... What, what you described, Al, is like this peace, no matter what the situation is. Sorry. Sorry about that. That, <clears throat> that reminds me of, um, to Bruce, whoever that is, just took my train of thought here. Oh, I remember also having the distinct thought, and this sounds dramatic, but just saying to myself, Okay, so like if and this this is not a reality at the time at all. It didn't mm-hmm. look like things were headed this way. But I thought, what if Jared totally r- runs a business into the ground? Yeah. What if it totally goes mm-hmm. up in flames now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, where do I want to be? How do I want to feel about mm-hmm. that? What would really matter? Yeah. Whatever. Or if the business just went away tomorrow. And and I for me like the highest priority coming back to like loving family mm-hmm. is just like yeah burn it down like <laughs> yeah who cares then yeah none of that even matters mm-hmm. if we don't get through this together then it's like this was all for naught if after it's all burned down we're not standing among the ashes holding hands mm-hmm. then what was this all for yeah. yeah that's like for it from where we sit that mm. would be the real failure yes in in our world like the business is um well it's a beautiful thing that we're grateful for that's like a total accessory in our lives mm. relative to like, relationships in our mm. family what are to to end our conversation? Are there any like final thoughts or resources that either of you would want to offer to others who are listening, who are either in relationship, which would probably be ever, anybody who is connected to somebody, mm-hmm. um, or a couple who is interested in working with each other? Do you have any 
final thoughts or resources that you would share offer? I do love that we kind of reestablished this last year that like we don't <laughs> we're not in this to change the other one mm-hmm. recognizing that all we can the only control we have is within ourselves mm-hmm. and that marriage is just this awesome place where we just get to come together and love each other mm-hmm. and not that that makes it totally easy all the time there's so many other variables in our life that can throw that off but um but that's really like that's what we try to come back to mm-hmm. continually we don't always live in that space but we're always trying to come back to that and Jared is like he's he's really good at remembering that I I feel like I have a little more trouble just getting distracted and um getting stressed out about different things happening mm-hmm. in the very much in the present and he's like got the bigger picture there. I think Elle's being a little hard on herself. Well, Elle's <laughs> amazing at when there's, uh, if that ever happens, which it doesn't happen very often, she has this, an amazing ability to listen to mm. other people and mm. and uh, and be like, yeah, that's true, and change, mm. which is mm. hard to do, and it's so cool. Uh, what I'm hearing from both of you is this sort of, like, I almost like picture like an anchor, like being able to anchor for each other, mm-hmm. but also being an open anchor yeah. to, like being open to hearing the feedback, right? And actually receive the support. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a closing comment, but it is a thought, like, about with all of the, um, just being in it together is we i i like the creative marketing side like that's my favorite part but that's you know l's role and all the rest of our employees but my mind goes there the most naturally and it's, i'm i do a lot with like the legal and the logistics and all that kind of stuff which isn't as uh satisfying for me naturally mm-hmm. but what's so great about it uh the setup that we have is um, I love leather-bound books, and so Ellen was like, we'll do that, you know, let's do, and so, you know, I started a little side thing for uh-huh. myself where I can have that creative outlet, and and it makes everything else so great, but I just feel like that, I've, that's been kind of the core of everything we do is just, we'll, we'll move in a direction that we believe is right, and if it doesn't, you know, if we start to realize once we're going in that direction, oh no, this isn't correct, yeah. we... We course correct, and we are very open to the promptings, the feelings that we have, and just Mm. uh, move according to that. And that that can be real clunky, right? Like, we don't want to make it sound like those transitions are too... I think that's the whole point. ...so easy. It's like, those those can be clunky and... Yeah, it can take a while to realize them. A friction has to happen before you realize there's there's, there's a... something that's not aligning here. There's yeah. something that has to change. That so you have to like yeah. that's the, you have to feel that friction and that's in that space that for sure can be I love that word clunky, you yeah. know? Yeah. And like how who who names that first, right? And mm-hmm. then how do we once we name it, how do we then <clears throat> reflect on what brought us here? But then also can we be flexible enough to redirect, you yeah. know? Um mm-hmm. oh, thank you guys so much for sitting down and and having this conversation I love sitting with couples and like I said you guys are my first podcast couple 
So yeah, I'm just really, I'm really, really grateful for you guys making the time and opening up your story and sharing that all with me and with anybody who is listening. Thank you. You made that easy and just asked so many great <laughs> questions and it's just like felt really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this again. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Let's see. Um, so where can people follow you guys and find you guys? <clears throat> well, at Sally Baby Rap on Instagram, sallybaby.com. My personal um, Instagram is E-L-L-E, Rolly, L. Rolly, and Jared's is, is it Jared D. Rolly or Jared Just Rolly? Jared Rolly. And then that Jared. book company is Nickleby Nick- Press. Nickleby Press. Just got, that'll be going soon. Yep. Awesome. So cool. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. You've been listening to Holding Space Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the information that was shared in this episode. If you did, you might want to subscribe and be the first to hear about future episodes as soon as they air. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me. Have a great day.